the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast. Guaranteed Irish, the national symbol of trust, is one of Ireland's most enduring, recognisable and authentic symbols. It helps Irish consumers identify products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of their communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me this week is Una McCutcheon, Corporate Communications Manager, i.e. Domain Registry. Una, you're very welcome. Good morning, Breed. Very nice to talk to you. Um, Una, in terms of the current climate, working from home has never been more important and in vogue. And as frustrating and all as it is for some people, it's the um, only solution we have at the moment as we battle through COVID-19. Tell us um, a little bit about how .ie Domain Registry can help businesses out there and what it does daily um, in its normal course of work. Yeah, so obviously we're living in unprecedented times and it has been a massive change for everybody, for workers, for citizens, for communities, for families. And I think what we've seen is that people have adopted new ways of working, especially remote working, which has been a requirement. Um, And remote working is dependent on technology. Um, So we've seen, I'm I'm sure you've seen it yourself, um, everybody working from home is now an expert in using Zoom for for remote meetings. It's amazing how how quick the Irish are to adapt, isn't it, Una? Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, this context has, has shown that there's, still a very strong demand for .ie domain names and our our new domain registrations in March, for example, are on a par with the same period in 2019, which was a very strong year for us. So I think it probably shows that people are saying it's business as usual. We may all be working from home or working remotely in some form, uh, but the work is getting done. And that's definitely what we're seeing out there. Okay, so for those who don't know, IEDR, it stands for Irish, um, IE, Ireland, Domain Registry, and it's about registering your business with a .ie um, a title, if you like. Um, how important is that for businesses in Ireland, Una? Well, having your .ie is obviously the fundamental, um, your, having your .ie domain name is, is the fundamental starting point to getting online. So that allows you to set up your website, your email, etc. So that's where it, it all starts. Um, in terms of the importance of .ie for Ireland, I think there are some really significant um, you know, brand values associated with it. It's identifiably Irish. People know that you're Irish, that it's a trusted uh, brand. But from a practical point of view as well, if you have a .ie domain, it means you come up, you rank higher in Google search than you would if you have a different extension like .com or .co.uk or whatever it might be. So it is a really important part. And we can see that, you know, businesses are voting with their feet um, in the sense that uh, .ie is, there's a big swing away from .com to .ie, 10 percentage points over the last um, number of years. So people are saying, yes, I understand that .ie is more important if I'm dealing in the Irish economy than .com is. Isn't that amazing? And I don't think every company knows that, that .ie ranks higher than .com. The way it ranks higher is the way the Google algorithms work. So that's they favour the local domain in any country. So that might be in France or Spain or Germany or anywhere else. Of course. 
.de.fr.es, etc., they will all rank higher um, in their own local economies. And I think Irish, um, you know, people are very patriotic um, and very supportive of Irish business. And they want Irish business to do well. They also want to be able to feel that they can trust a business online, you know, um, and, yes. and, you know, we have heard of different scams and so on going around and, and, you know, websites from different parts of the world not delivering goods, etc. And the consumer has very little comeback in those circumstances, whereas in .ie, that really doesn't happen. Um, there's a very, very tiny, tiny percentage of cases where that might happen. And the reason is that we know who owns every website. So mm. people are tra- the owner is traceable. So if there's any attempt at fraud or anything else, the owner of the website can be found. Very reassuring for all of us now that we're working and shopping a lot more online. Can I come to you about commerce and e-commerce websites and the Irish? I know people are great at shopping online, but we're not inclined to buy from Irish businesses because they're not online. Correct. So how can we, has that changed just in the last couple of weeks or have you seen any trends? And how can we change that and make it easy for people to do it? Well, I think, the, you know, the, you're, you're absolutely right, Breed. All the statistics show that Irish consumers are shopping a lot online, but they are not, but unfortunately, Irish businesses are not, are not similarly online. We have an annual research report called the Digital Health Index, and it shows that e-commerce is the exception rather than the rule for Irish businesses. So only 32% are able to take sales orders online. And we think, you know, we've seen evidence that Irish businesses just are not prioritizing online. For some reason, especially SMEs, I think it's a little bit of a head in the sand type of approach, you know, and seeing online as, as a threat rather than an opportunity, which is a total shame because the result of it is that Irish shoppers are now shopping with overseas companies and the mm. Irish SME is losing out to an absolutely massive extent. And let me just give you some statistics about that. The Please. Central Statistics Office recently um, published the Retail Sales Index and that shows that for retailers based in Ireland, online sales were estimated to account for only 3.3% of total retail sales in 2019. Do you think about the size of that missed opportunity for Irish business? Mm. It, you know, it really is, uh, you know, it's a shame and it's unfortunate and, you know, it, it needs to change. So, Una, what if I owned a small boutique or a small craft shop, we're all uh, working with our, our, our shop doors closed you now. What can I do quickly to get myself online and be able to trade online with my customers that I had last month, if you like? Well, yes, you know, a lot of businesses have a website. Um, maybe not as, as good as it might be, um, and maybe they haven't paid a lot of attention to it. But just talking about how you could quickly pivot in today's world, you know, I've seen examples of yoga teachers doing their classes on Skype, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's something they weren't doing two weeks ago. I've seen boutiques promoting their online shops. Um, I've seen restaurants, for example, you know, there's a restaurant in Glass Tool in Dublin where they 
took out an ad on the back of the Irish Times and went through it step one, two and three for online ordering. So they were using a combination of yes. email orders or phone orders for, for the elderly. Um, and then, you know, you paid online with your credit card and you set up a time for pickup of the food and the staff member comes out to your car and puts it in the booth without ever um, encountering you. So they, they weren't really pushing online um, at all um, until very recently, until COVID happened. So it's forced people to really start to think, well, you know, how am I going to keep revenue coming in the door if, you know, if, if I can't open my shop or open my boutique or whatever? So now's the time. People are nervous about the whole e-commerce thing. Reassure us how that is protected and safe in this day and age. Well, I think using, you know, um, safe methods, um, making sure that you're on a website that has um, what's called a security certificate um, is really important. You'll see a little lock symbol at the top of the browser um, Mm -hmm. and that will say whether it's safe or not. Now, again, not enough Irish businesses have got these. Um, and Google has, um, again, is ranking companies or ranking websites higher if they have their security certificate in place. The other thing is, you know, you have a lot of um, consumer protection if you shop online. So, for you know, the EU uh, rules say you've got a 14-day cooling off period for a full refund. Things like that make a big difference. In fact, you probably have more rights as an online shopper than as a retail shopper, if that makes sense. Um, And then make sure that you use trusted transactions, you know, using um, Stripe or PayPal or, you know, whatever payment Mm -hmm. system is in place. Um, I love the idea that you produce this digital health index. You alluded to it earlier, Una, but it's a really good insight and overview of what's going on in the digital world and the digital economy here in Ireland. Tell us a little bit more about that and how people can access it. Yes, so the report is called the SME Digital Health Index and it's available on our website for anybody to look at. And it's an annual research piece looking at an analysis of the way digital is used by SMEs and what SMEs' attitudes to digital are. And the research is conducted amongst 1,000 SMEs, so it's a pretty substantial piece of work. Mm -hmm. And our latest version, that was published just there at the end of last year, and it shows that while the majority of businesses have some kind of um, social presence or online presence, be that a website or social channel, e-commerce is is really falling very far behind, with less than a third being able to uh, take sales orders, as I mentioned. And when you look and say, why, why is that? Um, what is the barrier to doing more online? SMEs are telling us that the biggest problem they have is uh, time, that they, a lack of time is a big barrier. And so I suppose the message that we'd be trying to promote at the moment is that we have enforced downtime, you know, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a great opportunity for businesses to look at their websites and consider upgrading it or making it a more integral part of the way they they do business. And I suppose, Una, the thing with a website, it's like buying a piece of technology if you go into your local tech store. 
how to price a website and how to really give a good brief to get the correct website that suits your business without spending too much money and without being duped and blinded by science and tech talk. Um, That's very complicated. I think that's a real barrier. When I look and talk to some of our SME members, they seem to find like they're blinded by science. In fact, I am often myself. I know you have tools out there that would help people um, cut through all that uh, lingo and really try and match their needs with their budget. Tell us a little bit about some of those um, tips. Yeah, interesting you say that. I've worked with SMEs for many years and I've come across that exact um, situation where people don't know really where to start and they get a bit bamboozled. And for that very reason, um, we wrote two e-books which are available on our website. One of them is How Much Should a Website Cost? And that e-book takes different scenarios. So if you're, you know, a tiny micro-business with one or two people, if you're a larger business with, you know, maybe eight to ten people and different level of turnover, it takes different scenarios. And then it gives you the estimated price that the website website should cost. And that's information that's not really available anywhere else because you often see, oh, well, how much, you know, how long is a piece of string type of thing. Mm. But we said, no, small businesses need to have some clue as to what it's going to cost. So we wrote that ebook. So that would be a very good starting point because anybody can identify with one of the different scenarios and get an idea. That's brilliant, Duna. And what's the name of the website? IEDR.ie. IEDR.ie. That's brilliant. And the download of the Digital Health, uh, SME Digital Health Index is there as well as the free ebooks. And you mentioned a second ebook there, Una. What is that? Yeah, this is this one is one that we've, I've come across a lot, which is a small business will tell you, oh, I got a quote for 2,000, 5,000 and 12,000 for the same thing and for the same type of website. Now, unfortunately, what happens is that we find that business owners are not always asking web developers for the same thing. So if you want to get an accurate website quote, you need to be able to write down what you want um, very, very clearly and ask three or four companies to quote against that and then compare your quotes. So we, as part of that, created the ebook on how to get an accurate website quote with a downloadable template for businesses to fill out and give to um, web developers. So then they, they're comparing apples with apples. Yeah. Okay, that's great because I think that's where a lot of the mistakes are made. I've made them myself over the years where you're, you you go away and you get your brief and you give it to uh, web developer one and then you go away and have a think about it and say, well, I wouldn't mind doing this as well. And then you give a different brief to web developer two. So naturally you're going to get two different quotes and then the whole thing starts to get hairy and out of control. So it's great to have a template which will keep you working within the lines and possibly get you a better value quote, I'd imagine. Absolutely. And it lets you see what the market is coming back with in terms of price. And there's a further advantage to it as well. If you put together a professional looking quote to go out to a web developer, they're Mm. going to know that you mean business and that you're not just tire kicking. So they'll put some time into giving you back um, a decent, well thought out price and approach to the job. Actually, a very good point. Una, uh, in terms of upskilling, you're giving us loads of information here and little tidbits that are really important for people with small businesses who are hurting out there at the moment and probably 
um, wringing their hands saying, what can I do? I have to keep the money coming in in some shape or form, even if it's a lot smaller, we need something. So it is a time for upskilling. We have the time in our hands and upskilling without it being too onerous or too much of a mind shift. There's an opportunity here for expand, uh, expansion for businesses to go into this online space during COVID-19. How can IEDR help in that area? Well, I'd refer people back to the ebooks that we mentioned um, earlier, but that, that's a starting point because, you know, the, the website is so fundamental. Um, along with that, we have some blogs on topics like um, top 10 tools uh, to help you work smarter and grow faster. So there's things like that available. We've also created a COVID-19 page on our website where there are lots of resources um, that you can link to. So, for example, things like the local enterprise offices are running um, courses and training, and they've moved a lot of that online, actually, during COVID. And so there's plenty of resources there uh, for people to explore um, at different levels. Some of them are free or very low cost, and some of them are paid options. So it's really up to the individual business to decide what, what meets um, their requirements best. And of course, I must uh, mention to the listeners as well that we'll be running a webinar ourselves soon in the coming weeks where you'll be addressing the um, members of Guaranteed Irish and giving them some free information to help them through COVID-19 and working from home. And uh, we, we need to thank you for that, Una. That'll be very generous of you. And uh, we'll be in contact with our members to promote it and to give them the date in the in the coming days. What do you think are the major advantages uh, for Irish businesses are online in the global marketplace once they go online and start offering this uh, e-commerce facility? Well, I think being, you know, identifiably Irish is associated with values like, you know, quality, sustainability. You look at things like um, Board Bia's Origin Green being a great mm. example of that. And you look also at Irish tech and biomedical companies. They're punching well above their weight. Um, and the reason I think for that is their inventiveness and creativity, for which I think we're known as as, as a people. Um you know, digital becomes more central and more important. And I was recently reading the government's global footprint report, and it points out that for many millions of people every year around the world, you know, the first um, or latest impression they'll have of Ireland are shaped through digital content and digital services. So you kind of think about that and you say, well, people are searching, they're researching, they're looking for information and they're going to be looking for that digitally. So I think that adopting digital for every level of business and thinking, keeping that front of mind is very important. And I suppose the fact that they're searching means they're open for business. They're open to do business with an Irish business, which is always reassuring. How has um, membership to Guaranteed Irish helped IEDR, Una, for you and your own business? I think for us, um, it's reinforced our place as a key enabler for Irish businesses online. And, you know, we know that consumers believe that buying Irish is important. And I think our .ie branding aligns very well with that of Guaranteed Irish. So I think it's kind of very circular from our point of view. I think that it's a very good match. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you, Una McCutcheon, Corporate Communications Manager with IEDR. And um, I suppose the big call for us at this particular time is to support Guaranteed Irish businesses out there 
support Irish, support local, be good to your community and get those jobs back up and going uh, when we do come out of this. But even while we're in this, let's get those businesses online and let's start trading and take that leap and get our businesses uh, commercially trading online until such time as our businesses can open the doors again. Thank you, Una, for joining us. Thank you, Breed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us on Spotify and Apple as it helps us share another success story from Ireland. Remember, by supporting local businesses, you are not only sustaining jobs in our communities, but you are also helping to reduce the carbon footprint and help everyone adapt to our new normality. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.